0: Hello all and welcome to Sunday Q&A. Right, forever trying to perfect this thing. I'm now gonna try, I don't like splitting the Sunday Q&A. So I'm gonna try and do it as one. I've now worked out, because I'm now doing this um, video editing thing, there's another way to upload videos. I'm doing it from my phone. Now what you have gotta do is you have gotta plug your phone into the computer, drag it onto the computer and upload it from the computer, which I'm hoping might be quicker. If it's not, then you are getting Sunday Q&A sometime on Sunday afternoon, maybe Monday morning. Don't blame me. It's the Sky Internet, people, and me living in a village, which I suppose kind of might lead something to it. But anyway, so with that in mind, let's crack on. (laughs) So I've got my glasses on again. I know sometimes I wear them, sometimes I don't. If if I do it in the morning, it's fine. If I do it in the afternoon, my eyes get tired, so I need my glasses. And then this morning, I was up early again after getting home late last night, but we'll come to that. Because um, it's my twenty-fifth wedding anniversary on Tuesday, and um, I bought the wife a bunch of flowers. Now I did after we bought an engagement ring, so I never bought an engagement ring, so I didn't have any money. Um, but she didn't want one, and after buying another ring, and we we settled on um, some some dining room furniture. It's not very romantic, is it? And I happen to know um, Lulu, who runs the uh, flower stall. In Hempstead, I know Lulu through Big Dave. If anyone's read the book, uh, you will know about Big Dave. He—he's the man who restored my faith in the human race. It's a big geezer, he's Big Dave. Um, and so I, I thought, well, dining room furniture is lovely. It's not very romantic, is it? So I set about buying uh, the biggest bunch of flowers i ever had. If I remember—and I probably won't—at the end of the video, I'll do a little shot. In the meantime. This has got nothing to do with career driving. Let's crack on. So, uh, right, there's a new kid in town. Uh, TG Logistics is out there. He's uh, doing his own thing, you know, day in the life. Like I'm starting to do a day in the life. I know a few of you do it. Uh, it's TG Logistics. There is a link um, in the comments. What I will try to do if I can, I'm sure I can, is I will do a link up there or up there to, um, to his channel or at least one of his videos. Check the guy out. You know, I haven't had a chance to look yet, but you know, All strings the bow. If you're interested in the whole career driving thing, it's nice to see what people out there doing. Gives you an idea of you know how you you know whether you want to do it or how you're doing yourself type thing. So, uh, right. Also, big thanks to Nick at London Creative, who's also got his own channel, London Creative. He's a bit arty. Uh, He's a guy I met when I was on the market, but he used to be a photographer and he does. He understands all this sort of where you're supposed to stand in a photo and um, video editing software. So he did a video just for me. Which is on his channel, London Creative, about how to edit videos. So, if it's the kind of thing you're thinking of doing, if you're doing the career thing and you fancy having a go, you could do worse than Nick. And I spoke to him; he's more than happy if you if you subscribe to the channel, leave comments. He will do you personal videos, or if he can't do your personal video for some reason because he hasn't got the kit, he will at least reply. So he's he's kind of our go-to tech guy, he's a tech guy on the channel. So yeah, he's at their London Creative, like I say, could be for you. So anyway, um. I want a big welcome to Kenneth McKenzie, who says, um, hi Pete, nice hear things going better for you mate. He said, I bit the bullet and joined the CX, and a sharp intake of breath of what it cost me. CX Starter Pro 1498. Now I did one on this recently. I, I always say, if you're gonna start, they're gonna sell you the Pro. You may not need the Pro. I want owner-driver, most basic. Having said that, you've done it now, and there's a possibility in the situation you're in that starter Pro was the right one for you. I don't know. I don't know what position you're in. I don't know, but you're on. Anyway, at least you're on. You're up and running. Like you know, He's got insurance with Adrian Flux. He's got Git with Nova. He said he wanted to get 550000 goods in transit insurance. You can... They only require five on the CX. Most people, I think it's five or ten. No, it's five, isn't it? Most people give you ten quite cheaply. After ten, if it falls over, they start to fight you anyway. So having the extra... we've got. Don't get me wrong with the trucks, we've got 50. But um, I suppose it's nice to, nice to have a little safeguard there, you know. So, um, And um, he's waiting on his fuel cards, which is something else we're going to come to, because I've got the ump of the fuel card, people. Um... He's going to do a bit of tramping, got a diesel feet here, so he's comfortable. Hope to bump into us. In the meantime, um, yeah, good luck, my friend. You know you know where I am, and you know where the, the wise guys are, should you need us. And if I, you know, I, I only know what I know, but I'm more than happy to put it out on the channel. Any questions, any problems, this is what we're here for. So, right, this is going to be a long one, isn't it? Uh, right, I did one on the x sat Satnef. And as usual, the wise guys are out there telling me what I'm doing wrong. Fantastic. Um, uh, Gilly Hugan says, "If you put the postcode with a space in the search direct, find address, town, type postcode with a space, it will find the address. You don't have to do this kind of uh, change of town." And Godzilla says the same. He says, "Uh, hate to say it, but when placing the postcode, it requires a space. So you can't write B616RP. You've got to write B61 space." Six RP. If you put a space in, it will give you the road straight away from the screen, and you can scroll down a number of rows of postcodes. Helpful on industrial states or put in the number of the house. So, mate, I'm gonna give that a bash next week. That might make things slightly easier. I appreciate that. I didn't realise there needed to be a space. Um, domain name guy says, um, have a look at Luke C in HGV. I've had a look at his channel. I haven't properly had a look, I've had a little look, I've had a look at a little look. I don't get time to watch anyone else's channel, I don't get time to watch Telly. No, well, you know, very rarely. As soon as this finishes, I'm probably going to go to sleep. It's um, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm that good. I'm going to have a kit. Um But yeah, it's. And I have seen Luke c n trucker. He uses Google Earth to see the destination building, so he can familiarise himself with what he's looking at on the approach to destination. So that's why I drive seven and a half ton. It's so because um, low bridges and stuff like that, heights, you know, makes life a lot easier. Um, and also you can go so many more places in a seven and a half tonne. That's something I like about the paddle jumper. I'm I'm looking, I'm I'm saving up and I've I've actually got um I've I've got an 18 ton in mind. There's a nice one out there. Anyone ever driven a semi-automatic? I'm assuming a semi-automatic, it was, I once bought my one of my first cars bought by my my um, father in law. And it's an automatic, but it's not like what makes the truck where it's got D or D turtle or N, it was one of these cars and you had like a stick and you had like one, two, drive. And you could or one, two, three drive. And you could actually click through the gears Go go doing ding doing without having to press a clutch. Now that might be quite nice. Because it's got all the advantages of changing gear without the wearing your knee out when you're stuck in traffic. So there's a daff out there. And I don't get me wrong. I've looked right the way up the scale from three to thirty thousand pound. If it's thirty thousand pound, but it's the best truck I'm going to ever have, and I'm going to spend the next three four years in it, I'll get the finance. If it's three grand and it's fine, I'll, I'll do it. And there's this one out there, and between three and thirty, it's shining at me. So also there's there's three Mercs out there, and I have test driven one of them. They just look a bit bad, but I do I do fancy a Merc. Still, I ain't got the money yet, so we'll, we'll, I'm getting there. After the week I've had last week, I'm getting there. Um... Charles Layton says the TomTom Six Two Fifty Pro is easy to use. I've been running for three years and not one so got it's good, hasn't got him lost. as this right now. it now. It doesn't get great reviews on the um, the Amazon. The TomTom, Tom, but I've got to say, much as the XGoody is all right, it is a bit basic. It is a bit yeah. If you know, well, I suppose it's, it's more like your. Um, your Ford Fiesta, than your Mercedes Maybach, like, you know, sort of. And the amount of time I spend using it, I don't mind doing the money. I just don't want to do the money to find out the things are no good. But you're not the only one to say this. I mean, Danny Boy, um, he actually sent me a little voice message. Um, he's, he, he uses it. He says it's all right. He, said, I've, he also says, he says, I've got a generic brand, Laurie Satner from eBay, which looks the same, same software. It's done me well. It's been, apart from two occasions when it's done like bridges. I guess sometimes they're going to come unstuck. It's just how often they come unstuck. If it comes unstuck once every two months, that's fine. If it comes unstuck twice a week, I'm not going to be happy. Um... Van on a run says, he says, seems like a good bit of kit for the money. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um With regards to the new truck, have you considered financing? Yeah, I have. Like I say, if the right lorry comes up, I'll take it. Uh, I'm not normally the one into lending. But the thing is, what I'd have to work out is how much money the truck costs and how much money extra I could make a, a week on it. And I reckon the money that I'll be paying on the finance would be less than the extra money that I could earn on a week for having those extra choice of jobs, getting more money on jobs because there's more pallets, more weight. So I'm, it's not a matter of money. It's a matter of finding the right lorry. There's Even there's a daff out there, which is shiny, Euro 6. It's like 25 grand. You better tell if it's not right. And it's like you think, hmm, it's, like, it's just not quite right. It might start to rain in a minute. And if it starts to rain, I think we're going to the Shedbury. So if the thing changes, you know, that's what happens when you try and do it in one go, isn't it? Um Trucker Chris and HGV, he said, I passed, um, he so said, I won it when he passed his class one. It's okay for the money, but I it upgraded with Tom Tom 6250 miles better. And you're actually, you guys are starting to steer me towards this Tom Tom thing, so yeah, another one who's done that. And then Lee Westcott says, Have you had the pleasure of the Tom Tom and HGV? Uh, no, I haven't, but I think I might buy one. I think that goes right before we do Aberdeen. Do you want know to it pause? It's starting to rain. Change of scene there. We're in the Shedbury now. Remember the Shedbury? I used to do um, some of my Sunday Q&As from here, but then it filled up full of all the garden furniture over the winter. And uh, now I've dragged the garden furniture out because summer's coming and completely put the kibosh in the whole of summer. It's all on me. I do apologise. Right, so I went to Aberdeen. It was a bit of a, it was was a whopper. I don't know, was it worth it? I think it was worth it, but I'll I'll go go through it with you. You tell me. So um, Steve Campbell says, are you still in Aberdeen? I'm in Strathroad truck stop on the A90 for a drop-in house at Aberdeen in the morning. By the time the message come through, mate, no, I was gone. Hi, oh, I do apologise. Um, Mike Ellis, there's a bit of waste ground with a butty on it on Denmore Road, Bridge of Don. I parked there when I was at night in the Aberdeen area. I managed to find myself um, at the Lenny Emery Hotel, which fortunately was about 13 minutes away from my drop-off because I had about 20, 26 minutes on the clock. Um, and, yeah, fine. Car park, comfortable all night's sleep. Uh steak pine chips around the corner. Yeah, it was alright and it was good. Um, it's just nice to get a bed and a bath like, you know. So particularly when you've been driving since two o'clock in the morning and it's sort of you can find if you don't you can sleep, I mean sleeping in a truck is fine, but you don't I don't think it's the same as a relaxing bath and a bed and I do think it does sort of impact you the next day. But and also it's so cheap at the moment. It was like thirty quid. I think the things were going to change from next Monday when they can reopen and they can re it out to everybody. I think things are going to change. But even then, I think I'd do the difference, particularly for the, you know, for the Aberdeen job. Uh, Oliver Gunn says, um, sounds like a good day. He says, how much did you get for the Aberdeen job and how long did it take you? Right, I'm going to give you a breakdown, guys. What happened was um, I got a phone call. He said, I'll pay you good money. He said, I'm going to pay decent money. The original job was 508 miles. And he said he had a bid in for 950 quid but he said because it's you we'll give you a little bit more and basically I kind of went he said what do you want and I kind of think I said well I said you yeah, know because it's a Sunday and I'm driving up and I'm doing my weekend and I don't probably get nothing coming back I was hoping for three pound a mile I said but that ain't happening I know that's not happening now we settled on 1100 pound which is just was like two pound a mile plus the hotel Then coming back, I managed to get a job from my mate Josh at HBC, and it was only a looting job, but it was picked up in Motherwell, and it had to be dropped in Harlow, and that was 385 miles. Looting job, but a backload, and he gave me a pound a mile, which I think on a backload, it's fair enough, you know, it's got to be picked up. You know, picking up Monday can be delivered any time Tuesday, that could have gone on a big rig. I understand that, and I was hoping to co-load it because it was a back load. I was hoping to get one in between, but then everything went sideways with the tail lift, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get this on and get on. So that's how it went. But yeah, so I got oh, and then they didn't have a stop on. They did Edinburgh on, which gave me another 150 quid. So but b- be honest with you, I'd have been better off without the extra stop and without the 150 quid because it was a bit aggravating. But having said that, you've got to take it as a whole. So it really depends on whether you're a glass-half-full, glass-half-empty type of guy. But the short answer is, Sunday, I got 1250 quid for driving up there. I picked it up on the Friday afternoon, which did cost me my Friday afternoon job because there was an Amazon on there. So I'm down 200 quid on that one. But I give up my Sunday. I got up at two, drive all the way up there, dropped on Sunday, dropped on Monday morning, you got 12 and a pounds for going up and then I've got 385 coming back down. So if you think from Friday when I picked up to Tuesday morning when I dropped 1,600 pounds. It's not bad, is it? When you think I used when I was doing the Argos I was on £180 a day, my target for Luton was two hundred and fifty pound a day. If you call that three days, mind you call that three days at two hundred and fifty quid, that's seven hundred and fifty quid. Plus a little bit of extra diesel, plus you lose your Sunday. It really does depend on whether you're a half full or half empty kind of guy. From my point of view, I've got to see Aberdeen, I've got to see Edinburgh again. I went on honeymoon around Scotland. I've got to remember what to in Um I'm gonna forget. And um Yeah, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it like I said in the video. Was it an offer I can't refuse? No. Am I happy with it? Yes. Would I do it again? Yes. I wasn't. Yeah, so it was all right. So anyway, that answers that. I hope. Um, sp- well we've done Steve Campbell thing yeah sorry mate I've just done you there twice uh MKL says great watch thank you very much uh Carl Driscoll um he, they, I've got to do some more on his day and life. there's a few people uh, MKL Carl Driscoll uh Mark Everson says you definitely put some miles in there I definitely did um and uh, Barry Fun says, a bit of Aberdeen and a lorry, very, very long way, but I'm going to do a few more today. I'm going to have to get the hang of the video software and the video editing, and it's going to get a little bit more slick like the other people out there. It wasn't in my intention, it's just the way it's going. But you want to, I'm happy to do it. I kind of like it. I kind of like a the computer, learning new things. 51 years old, learning new things. It's all right, like, you know? Um, yeah, I did quote, ironically enough, I did quote on one going from somewhere around it to Aberdeen. On Monday, because I'm thinking it had to be up there on Monday. But I'm thinking if I go up at two, I can get it up there and I think, well, hang on a second. I only did it that Sunday because it was Sunday and i got up at two. You've got to do it in a day. So if something falls over in front of you, that's you done. You've really got to, it's got to be over day. In a truck, you need a day and a bit to get to Aberdeen. Like, like um, Simon, when he said to me, he said, you're going to have to go up on a Sunday, but you won't be able to drop it until the Monday morning so you'll run out of time. And I was lucky. I was dead lucky. Nothing went wrong. But if it had gone wrong, so I think, if you, you know, you can do Edinburgh and Glasgow in a day from where I am, but Aberdeen is out. So that's a bit two day. Uh, Godzilla says, Tamworth, I. He said, let me guess, Apollo Chemicals. Um, I'm a local lad, Barrels. Um I think he does these kind of things. Oh yeah, oh, you said on Pearls. That's a good idea. Put a panel on top, a couple of straps over the to hold it in place. That would have worked. I thought about that afterwards. Uh, this is all on the Aberdeen. You know, my my my, my trip to Aberdeen. But I thought about it. It would have been like boxed in. It would have been fine. As it was, strap around the strap round the outside and strap over the top did do the same job. But I'm learning. I never said I was the expert on this. i always said all the way along, I'm not the expert on this, but I am learning. But yeah, that's another little trick. And if they had some pallets, it was a bit Mickey Mouse. The way they bought them out, and it's been wrapped around with one tiny bit of shrink wrap. And I'm like, that's going to fall over isn't it. <laughs> so take the time boys. Yeah, you know, you won't regret it at the other end. Uh, Chris C. I might have to do this in two parts. This is getting too long already. Uh, Love going to Scotland. Just wish it was a bit warmer. Um, I normally come off the A702, cut across country going to Edinburgh. Might be tricky in the trucks, it gets a bit narrow sometimes. One thing I can never find is a job coming back. Edinburgh and Dundee are both really nice though. I've got to say, all the way along, I've been saying to you guys, if you go to Scotland, it's tough getting out of, but you'll be all right, you know, if your best place to get out of is Aberdeen. My, my, um, well, Brian, he said, I've been up. He'd done the kidney machines. He said, I've never got out. I was lucky. I had one booked ahead, and there was a couple that I could have maybe nicked, but they were a bit overweight and a bit. It's not that easy to get out of Scotland. In the same way as it's not that easy to get out of anything past Bristol or Norfolk or the middle of Wales. It's beautiful. The scenery is fabulous. Trees, sheep, mountains. Ain't no industrial estates. I don't want to see them, but I need them. Without them, I ain't got a return job. Uh, Matthew Smith. Small tip: If you, oh yeah, if you're unsure about, oh, because you know there was that thing about when I was dropping in Edinburgh, and it was like pedestrian and but also turned out to be pedestrian. Um, if you're unsure about pedestrian restrictions, look on Street View. Um, at, the, at the, you know, you can usually see the sign. It works. My sat the Mickey Mouse one, that I'm not sure about, was bang on with both of them, since so you can't drive in there at that time. So I'll give it that. Like I say, it works. It's just not very slick. It's a bit glitchy, a bit clunky. You know, I like something smooth. So maybe the TomTom might be the way forward. Maybe i have to bite the bullet, but I'm getting a truck first. I'm setting it up for so I ain't gonna splash it on the sat-nav. Um, Johnny Van Uh Brilliant stuff, thanks mate. Uh, well done, he's on the mission. He says, um, oh, by the way, as far as the editing, he says, don't worry about the editing. I think content is king. Um, and you pretend like a pro, ah, oh, mate. <laughs> there is a pro in my family. I will have an announcement coming, um, but not for a little while. There will be a new kid in town. Um, yeah, I think Charles is going to overtake me. Watch this place. Uh, job done. Cheers. Thanks, say Thanks, mate. Lovely. And also on the subject of jobs. Um, I did that one day, yeah, which is kind of great for me in the middle. Bearing in mind the week I've had, I started at two o'clock on Sunday morning. I planned to finish. Everything was going beautifully. Pick up in Maidstone. Pick up at two o'clock. And, dry, and that doesn't have to be dropped off until Gate. It's Junction thirteen. It's bang on Junction thirteen. It's where I used to do the fridges. It's right on top of me. No problem at all. Like you know. So um, and what happened? Psh! Started at two o'clock Sunday morning. Finished at eight o'clock, eight o'clock on Friday night. Took me breaks, I'm, I'm kosher on me, We work time directive, but I'm going to bed in a bit. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, but I did have a dream day in the middle, which I'm grateful for. And one of them days where things just go smoothly. So, uh, Oliver Gunn says, um, oh yeah, because we're talking about, this must come up the video anyway. He says, talking about the EU rules, Just probably should have gone miscellaneous, um, the thing about two and a half tons to three and a half tons becoming tachograph tends to be more aimed, he says, at the Europeans, presumably because Europe's a bigger place oh, you can drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. He says, well, um, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be aimed quite so much at us, so maybe we don't have to worry so much about that. And Addy, the real Sim Shade, he says um, he had a good day last month as well. Um, MK to Coalshaw, Birmingham, then got Adderstone to Bristol, and then a job beamed up, Chippingham to Milton Keynes. Couldn't believe my luck. You just gone round in a triangle. The triangle. There's the long distance Clara. There's the tunnel. There's, the, you know, there's the triangle. There's the hop. Do it any way you can. Just make the money. So puncture. I could have done without that. Two and a half hours. They run me up and they says, um, yeah, we're normally out there. He says, 60 to 90, we're normally out at 58 minutes. And you think, oh, 58 minutes, they might be here three quarters of an hour. hour goes by. hour and a half goes by. I'm ringing about, hour and three quarters. I've rung them once to make sure I was in the right direction. Hour and three quarters. I'm guys, what's doing? So they chase it. they said, what happened was, Subcontractors again. I thought I was ringing a tyre firm direct. No, subcontractors. They sent it out to one subcontracting firm. They went back to their yard, three quarters of an hour later, didn't have the tyre. So they put it out to another subcontracting firm. So you start the whole process all over again. Someone said, we should have told you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to be waiting there for two and a half hours because my pickup that would have been at quarter past two then turned into five o'clock which then took three quarters of an hour to load and had to come back from Maidstone. Hence, eight o'clock on a Friday night. Um, And and to me, it would have been nice just to be kept informed so you're not sitting there freezing to death on the hard shoulder because you're frightened the van's going to get hit. Um, Anyway, comments. T says, he said, get behind the rear of the vehicle if someone, if someone, you're done for. Uh, I'll be honest with you, when I shot that video, I was the other side of the metal barrier and I was actually sitting on a concrete bollard beneath the bridge. So I kind of was a little bit protected but even then I thought if something flies at me I should be the other side of this concrete bollard. It's a frustrating thing. If I knew that I was going to be safe I'd have to put the bed down, put the heater on, listen to the radio, have a rest, watch YouTube. But you can't because the amount of times you know you hear about these things and someone drives down, they, they see a lorry and they think it's a lane and they go and it's bang. So, um, You've got to sit behind the other shoulder. I, I did brave getting back in the cab once to put on my coat and my padded high visibility because I was getting a bit cold because the wind was blowing through my fleets, but uh, that's life, isn't it? Oh, uh, and Man of Removals. Hello, Martin. He's my mate, Martin. He's a removal guy. He used to work for me. He said, hopefully not waiting too long like we had back in the market when we blew both tyres in Shirley. Shirley was the first 7.5 tonne I had. And we'd done a day on the market and we nicked a few quid and we were coming home from East Street, leaving about three o'clock as normal. Um, and then we hit traffic because there was a student protest and they'd protested all the bridges. I got to just before Waterloo Bridge at round about quarter past three. I got over Waterloo Bridge at half past ten. It's about a mile, mile and a half. We just sat there, couldn't move. So I'm moving over Waterloo Bridge. I might have been nine o'clock-ish. And then I'm coming home, I'm nearly home, half past 10, my back tyre went. Because it blew one tyre, it blew both tyres. <laughs> I don't know why one blew, the sidewall must have blown blown and the other one out or something like that. I was then waiting at the petrol station till half past 11 for a guy to turn up with two truck tyres. I think I got home about one o'clock in the morning. I was going to work at five the next day down to Queens. So, um, but yeah, that. It happens. These things happen in transport. They don't happen often, fortunately. If they did, no one would do it. But um, it does happen, and yes mate, I do remember. Uh, Godzilla says on a Friday, unlucky. Fingers crossed there's a local van. Yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? I'm a, the one thing I do in situations like this, I've got this phrase that this too shall pass. And you sit there and you just think, I am not gonna be here forever. Eventually, this time will go. And then, yeah. Yorkshireman's daily grind, he says, near side blowouts can often be caused by bouncing up curbs, um, you know, when passing narrow other drivers, the sidewall, you know, you could do the sidewall on your tyres, eventually it'll give way, check the sidewall's part of your walking around check, now I've got much better on my walk-around check, thanks for a couple of you guys, Godzilla's another guy going, screaming at me, going, Pete, you missed it, I've got much better and I will update my walk-around check video when I get round to it, but um, no, this one blew on the inside wall, it just blew, the guy said, you must have hit something, because it's just gone bang. And I'll be honest with you, maybe I did, but I didn't see anything. I was on it, and you kind of think you'd clock it. We said, no, something must have hit you. or well, you must have hit something because the sidewall's just gone bang. And that tire was absolutely fine. I had probably, what, six mil on it? So, you know, it was a decent, and it was a, de- it was a Hancock, it was a decent tire, decent enough. Okay, and a good year, but it's decent enough. I've been running on it since I've had the truck. So, or maybe, well, certainly for a long while. Uh, but yeah, just one of those things. But yeah, I do, yeah. But you know, the walk around daily check very important. Check for bulges, check for splits, check for wires. Uh, Saintsman, so a small courier van, said never a dull moment. I hope you get it sorted. And like I say, this 2 shall pass. And um, God member, hello, mate. Hope you see that. He's another guy uh, doing the old um, the video thing, I think. Um, yeah, what a headache. Hope you're home safe. Well, I'm home safe now, mate. So thank you very much. So, miscellaneous. miscellaneous. Oh well no, we're gonna have a free on miscellaneous fantastic. Right, miscellaneous, here we go. Uh Danny, how you doing, Danny the right, yeah? operator? Um Yeah, we so we did one of our um if you know approaching jobs and he says it's a tricky one. He said the thing is if you post a job on a CX it's fair game. You know, for Emma take it's not. It's not fair game, mate. Well, trust me, if you post a job on the CX, it's your job. If they take it, I'll come around. And Chop my head off. <laughs> I'll come out. I'll be very angry, shall we say? Uh right, Steve Campbell says Oh yeah, now I'm getting to the bottom of this thing. Now to do with like, you know, um keeping uh, you know do I have to do a medical to do a class two class one no I don't I just have to keep my medical apparently I have to keep a medical every every five years I have to have a medical and every five years I have to have my 35 hours of CPC training my five days of CPC training so that's kind of right because I'm good cause I'm only on year one I don't think it'll happen in the next half hour but um as it starts to progress so I'm aware of the situation now and he says um you just have to do a bit of training and trailer and test nothing else you don't have to do a theory test but you will need to do one if you go into for psv licenses i think it's one of those weird things that you do the theory test once to do the truck driving or maybe just to do your normal test if you want to do psv you've got to do it again I'm still getting the bottom, but that's probably wrong. But like I say, wise guys, if you know better than me, let me know the score. But as far as I understand it, if I want to go for class one, I don't have to do a theory test. I don't have to do a medical, but I do have to keep my medical up every five years to make sure that I am fit and worthy of driving one of these great big weapons of mass destruction, which is effectively what they can be called now. But I think there is a CPC training thing on using trucks as weapons. That seems like seven hours of explaining why to use a truck as a weapon or how we can prevent it you know. Is that going to take seven hours? If I have to do another CPC training course, I'm doing driving hours again. I think you should do that at least twice just to get you around it properly. Sean Gill Martin says oh because I did one on PPE various sites might not let you in without safety glasses no that's right mate as part of your PPE kit you should have safety glasses having said that 90% of the sites that I've been what they say should require safety glasses if you turn up in boots at a high visibility with a hat on and if they say have you got glasses and you go oh, I haven't mate they go here's a set of glasses <laughs> so you can buy them for one ninety nine on Amazon but if you don't you should probably still be okay Um uh, right, it's, uh, we're on it. Right, now here's now, he, he another take on it. It says, but IP, you keep saying the best vehicle to run on the CX is three and a half ton lute and curtain side with a tail. But is it really? The tail is going to cost you at least 2,000 pounds to install and fit. And then you've got a lot inspection every six months. This costs 60 quid. And it'll add at least uh, 150 kilos on top of the van before the payloads. Um, and of course you're going to have to carry a pallet truck, pallet truck's going to cost you 200 quid, again reducing your payload weight. So I've run a loot and curtain side for over three years now and can count as many times uh, on one hand the amount of times where I've needed a sail lift. Curtain sides are more often fork on, fork off. Shippers know you're seldom uh, required a curtain side, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, That's my opinion. But fair enough, and I accept your opinion. The thing is, and it's right, the thing is, as far as I found it, there's kind of two kind of looting jobs on the CX. There's a box with a tail and a pallet truck. That's where we've got four pallets. We can put them on with a fork truck, but they need to be dropped off at the customer on, on a pallet truck at the other end. Or there's curtain side, forked on, forked off. And there are you do sometimes get someone in between. Like when I used to do the fridges. You know, you'd put it on a bay, they'd load it, they had to be delivered on the tail lift with a sack bearer. So, the problem you've got is if you get to a location and oh, there's a looting job on here, and I used to get oh, there's a looting job on it, oh, needs a side, so can't do it. And that happens to me a lot. Oh, needs a, oh, oh, look, Birmingham to, uh, Bournemouth to, to um, Dunstan, I'm going home. Oh, it's cut, so I can't do it. But equally, there would be jobs that are on there and it say, needs a tail lift. And that would be the second job. They're really looking for a box with a tail lift. Now, if I'd have been a cart without a tail lift, in Bournemouth, oh, there's a Bournemouth, to Dunstable area. Oh, it's got to be, it's a residential it needs to be dropped. So I do take your point, but if you, I do say, it's a bit like the reason I want to jump in an 18 tonne. It's because in an 18 tonne, I can still quote seven and a half tonne jobs. Whereas in a seven and a half tonne, I can't. When I add the um, box with a tail lift, I, could, I couldn't I could quote curtain-siding jobs. When, but then in a curtain-siding job, jobs will ping up the a box with a tail. You won't be able to quote them. So it's just getting a... Mo- I try and find a vehicle that covers the most bases. And in my mind, the best vehicle out there is an 18-tonne, double curtain-side, D-Holland, tuck-under-tail lift, probably a Def, I'd like a Merc, but I can't find one. And I think for, for, for the money and doing the most jobs, the one thing it will do me is the areas. I won't be able to go into certain areas because of the red 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 circles. You know, seven and a half tonnes, they're everywhere. Having said that, if I get a decent of lorry sat-nav, it's going to stop me taking me down country roads, which are drive me mad anyway. Right. Uh, van on a run. It says regards poaching, because we just came to that with, with um, Danny Boy. It's about dropping cards at the delivery point. Assume it's local when well, they don't put the shipper. Reason I ask is because I, um, I got asked for my card at the delivery point last week. I was surprised and had to decline. I, I don't even have any. Um, a, a pound of five pence is very dear, Pete. Oh yeah, for Shell Card, I've got the right needle with. It. And he says um, Shell Card um, through UK Fuels as they hike the price up each week if if you continue to use it, they'll only drop the price once again if another card is used. Right now, I've got the right and I've got the needle with them, and we'll come back to the car thing in a minute with the um, the UK fuel things. I rang them up and said, "I like you people, you're great. Put, you know, just give me the right price, and I'll keep using you." Yeah, we'll put you on a fantastic tariff, and they did. And for like two months, it worked, and now I'm watching it. Clock, 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 clock. So, guys. Please let me know in the comments, what are you guys paying today? Today is the 15th of May. What is your fuel price? And if any of you guys got much less than 105, I'm going to say, well, we're getting a different firm, and I wouldn't mind a Shell card, because sometimes I'm I'm a bit away from BP, and you go, oh, service station, oh, it's Shell. I'm going to get a Shell card with a different firm, and the second they start, I'm just going to say to both of them, like, I I say to, um, what's his name, um, UK Fuels, get your chance. You messed it up. Now, I've got two of you. So I'm going to go with whoever's cheapest, and I don't care who it is, and we can tell our drivers, whoever sends us the cheapest, the cheapest quote is the one who gets it. I have got the right needle with them. I've read this and I went, oh, yeah. Um, having said that, if you all turn around and say, no, we're all paying one pound six, I won't have to. But I don't know. I just can't see it. Um, as regard the car dropping thing, I think you've done the right thing. You don't know when you get to a job Whether um, the person when you picked it up from booked it or the person who dropped it off booked it What you can do is when you get to a job if you're waiting and it's like a a mini industrial estate Sometimes you get like a little crescent units you know 1 to 12 You think that the guy says well it's not ready for half an hour Get some cards and if you're in unit 4 put the cards for unit 1, 2, 3 And then 5 through to 12 and then by then your load might be ready and you haven't wasted your time and the same goes at the drop-off point but as for leaving cards if you get a job from a shipper on the cx don't put your card out anywhere because you're working for them they're paying you to work for them that's what they're paying for you for if you're get if you're bob's curious you're bob's curious all the way through so mate i think you did the right thing um jez morden says enjoy enjoys the videos thank you mate um it's nothing to do with the latest video. I've just seen the market videos. And the coincidence is that Camden boy used to regularly visit Queen's Crescent 30 years ago. Good lady wife and all that kind of stuff. see so you reference to the Newcastle. I've never been to the place. Could you give us a bit of insight to the picture? I can't really. I spent three years living in Middlesbrough. I know that reasonably well. So Steve Campbell's your guy for Newcastle, but it's a nice place. It's got some, yeah, it's got some nice bridges and some nice pubs. Used to have a, a floating nightclub. Um, as regards to Queens Crescent, I was round the corner from it this morning. I went over to there's the flower stall just next to. Oh, it's down the road. Oh, it's in Hampstead. Oh, we're just by the trendy shops down that little alleyway kind of thing. You know, that's my mate Lou works there, and my mate Big Dave. And Lee's down at a day. I went to buy the wife a big bunch of flowers for her um, anniversary. So, But, yeah, no, I was near the Crescent today. I, I visit from time to time. I, I go and see my mate Richard. But, um, yeah, I haven't been back for a while. But you miss it, though. You miss the markets. When I was helping to set up the flower store this morning, it's that kind of thing. It's like um, you can take the boy out of the market. But, you know, I don't I don't miss the aggravation or the cold. I say the early mornings, but the mornings got earlier. Or the wind, or the rain, or the punters. Sometimes you sometimes used to be the crack. So, uh, Paul A. Bevan, he says, uh, something about Renault F1. He says, <laughs> he said, you know, for like certain shippers post jobs, he said, I have seen. Renault F1 posted a job and five different shippers on exactly the same job. Yeah, that happens sometimes, mate. He said five different companies of CX all show the same job out of Germany. We think, well, that's the same job, isn't it? Uh, Oliver Gunn, he says, just to clarify, oh no, we've done that one. We covered that one on the, on the, um, the, the, the plates. Uh, Kenneth McKenzie, he says, he said, yeah. He says, about the scale will fall apart he said I checked there is a system to weigh the pallet on scales and there is a link so if you go for Kenneth McKenzie who's just joined good luck Kenneth um, there is a way of um, pallet scales It's a link somewhere in, in the comments I don't know how to link to it read through the comments under Kenneth McKenzie uh, Gullarm Jort says um, I grew with... oh you did really watch that video about uh, Ben HBC which has proved to be a mine of information for a lot of you fantastic well done Ben thanks very much for giving you this time um, I agree with lots of things there's no such thing as a handball charge I've handballed things into people's cellar which HBC and Quickline are not even aware of um, the way he says to work he says if it, if I think it'll take less than 45 minutes I don't even bother telling the shipper if it takes longer um, but if it takes longer I'm going to have to charge him so you ring him up and say there's a lot of handball to be it was a big thing but I haven't got time sorry mate um, Sean Gilmartin says are um, oh, we saying about advance? don't get don't don't get um, bogged down with a new van from the start, especially if it's on finance. It forces you to work for lower weights just to cover the payments. Obviously, get the best van you can afford. Get the cheapest package on a van that you, on the CX you can afford. Get the best insurance for the money, that, you know, the cheapest insurance you can. Worry about clocking it up later. Just get yourself, uh, what my, my mate Nigel always says, he says, um, done is better than perfect. Get yourself done and get yourself done. We keep your overheads as low as you possibly can. If things start to escalate, then you can start thinking about a nicer moment. I agree with him. He said I used to buy new sprinters every three years. You need to be able to walk away from shippers if they start to like if they if they don't pay. So yeah. So this guy's obviously he's out there doing the thing much bigger than me. So we are he's one of the wise guys, and I, I know an argument has been made for buying new vehicles and trading them in every three years because you don't have the aggravation with the services and the MOTs and you know you've got a decent motor and it looks tidy for the customers, but you need your own customers for that to happen. You know, I think um, if you're running on a CX and a brand new van, you've got a lot of expense on what is effectively a a wholesale platform. So I would always say get the best second hand van that you could afford and worry about getting it right later he also says trucks always seem to advertise their price PIA. what sort of money are you looking at for a decent seven and a half to one eighteen 18 ton um like i say i've looked from three to 30 and at the moment there's two that are shining out there and they're both shining out for around the seven grand mark you if they're double that money i think well you don't get double the truck for double the money and if they're half the money you sort of go how many miles so, um, yeah, that's where we're at. So, finally, in conclusion, it's a long one, but let's hope that I'm going to try this upload thing and see if it works. Uh, Steve Campbell said the most unusual place I delivered is probably when I'm doing man and van. I did an any Van job to a house move from a house to shelter accommodation. The customer turned out to be a copper that arrested me a few times. Oh, mate, um, he said, and it happens. He was pleased with the job as I'd done. Uh, I'd done moving his elderly father. I ended up getting known by the local police for the right reasons. Um, he ended up moving the entire local police force, and then says, "I have to admit, I was driving a van for eight months after the MOT had expired too." You're a nightmare. <laughs> That's it. So that's it. It's only Q&A. So this is only Q&A. It's now going to go on a computer and then we're going to see how, how long it takes to upload. If you don't see this until Sunday afternoon because this is now half past two on a Saturday, it's plan F, isn't it, really? I'll get there in the end. In the meantime, take care. Take money. And that is the bunch of flowers that I got up at half past six this morning to drive to Hampstead to pick up for my good lady wife. She was very suitably impressed. Remember, guys, something is not beautiful because it lasts.